0: Welcome to the 45th episode of the Sirens of Scream, the geek podcast that proves sometimes dead is better. I'm your host, Jackie DeVore, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Sierra Halk. Hello. And Melissa Meegan. Hi, everybody. We're also incredibly psyched to be joined by fellow podcaster and storyteller, Liz Sauer.
1: Hi, guys. So excited to be here.
0: Welcome. Thank Liz you. currently hosts uh, what I'm going to call a cult hit, because honestly, it's been blowing up lately. Ghost in the Burbs, where she interviews her fellow residences in the disturbingly haunted town of Wesley, Massachusetts, which we are honestly, all three of us are really into your podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Thank you.
2: It's got to yeah, be I have to say, I'm pretty proud that I introduced these two to it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I found a gem. oh thank you very much (laughs) we have
0: so many questions so many questions oh yeah but before we jump into all things spooky we're gonna grill liz a little bit over here uh liz we like to do this little segment called grill the guest Mm -hmm. where we ask you three questions And I specifically avoided telling you about this so that it would be a surprise.
1: Okay. All
0: right, so zombies are at your door. The zombie apocalypse is happening right now. What weapon do you grab? How do you sneak out of your house unnoticed? And then what is your plan from there?
3: Mm.
1: I could talk about the zombie apocalypse all day. (laughs) So I'm like ready. (laughs) I'm ready for this. So I have thought about this. (laughs) (laughs) I must admit. What's your plan? I have... So I keep, um, my great uncle was a policeman and I have one of his bully sticks. Oh, nice. Each of my sisters. Oh, nice. Have one, and we all keep them by our beds. <laughs> so what I would do, it's like about two feet long, it's like a wooden dowel with a wrist strap. And I would take that and I'd duct tape a big kitchen knife to oh, it. Oh, wow. Because I feel like that would Whoa. be a good, solid, you know. <laughs> you really have put thought into I, this.
4: <laughs> I have. I really have i mean it's got to be tough if you're gonna jam it in and out of a yeah, skull right
1: yeah. i know exactly <clears throat> be really solid um and how would i get out get out yeah. of the house or, or get would out you of, stay there well i mean oh i don't like the idea of being like a sitting yeah. duck you know but then where do you go i have talked to, i do have one friend who has an old farmhouse with a barn and they live right next to a pond that's been in a couple of the stories, uh-huh. actually. And I've told her, like, you are, you're like home base when
3: the zombies
1: <laughs> come. <It'll laughs> so be we to descend seconds. on your home. Like, if we can all <laughs> just get there. I have water purifiers. I have, like, crank lights. <laughs> I've got the crank radio. So I feel like that'll be my entry into that, like, solid property. So I, I think genuinely hope you show up dance. at that
0: friend's house every now and then with like a box of supplies. Like, just, <laughs> just hang on to this for us. We're going to need it later. <laughs>
1: I know. We're just like an air horn. And I'm like, raid, practice drill. We're going. <laughs> Make sure you, know. you do it at like 4 a.m. so that they're really prepared. I know. Her husband gets really wide eyed when I'm, when I start talking about that. <laughs> oh,
3: that's wonderful.
1: But yes, I've got a little bit of a you plan. You have more of a
0: plan than I think it's anybody on this bit. show so far has had.
4: <laughs> you have you have brought a brand new uh, weapon to the show. Nobody's ever mentioned using mm-hmm. a, a police <laughs> billy club with a knife attached to the end of it. So
0: excellent. It. All, right. All right. Well, so. my next question is: If you could be any monster, creature, or horror villain, what would you want to be, and who would you most likely be? So it's kind of a wish slash realistic kind of thing.
1: Oh. Okay. I love critters. I like creatures. So I would say I'd want to be a gremlin because
3: they're <laughs> nice. just such
1: crappy little jerks, but they're funny. So I feel like it'd be fun to run with a little crew of mischief makers like that. Um, <laughs> I'd probably end up being Jason's mom. This is because I feel like I could just lose it one day and go off completely. <laughs> so that wouldn't be as much fun, but that is probably the reality.
0: No, but it would probably make for a very long running series. So. <laughs> That's true. Franchise material there. <laughs> and the third and last question, what is the first horror movie that you remember watching?
1: Oh, I vividly remember watching Nightmare on Elm Street at my friend's house, nice. and I was definitely way too young. I don't know ho- how old, but too young. Freddy Krueger freaked me out, but the one scene that's always stuck with me is when Nancy falls asleep in the um, classroom at the high school and sees the girl who died. Her name's Tina. Getting mm-hmm. dragged down the hallway, down the school hallway in a body bag. Oof. That. I don't know what it is about that, but I think that has stayed with me to this day. Like I can't watch any of those like gory, scary movies, any kind of gore, nothing, even really violent movies that bothered me so much, which you would think it would be something else in that movie. But yeah, (laughs) everything else is a little bit. So over the top in that, but that just seems so real to me. I don't know. It just got me. That's, that's
4: for sure. Like one of the best horror film scenes, I think in history. Oh, it really is.
1: It's so disturbing. I mean, it's, perfect but it really does the job <laughs> it's scary so nightmare on elm street nice all right mm. now
0: we are going to jump into some recommendations uh, melissa do you want to start us off sure my first one um isn't totally horror it's more like sci-fi
4: but i wanted to talk about it because i think it's fun it's the new lost in space series on netflix
0: i keep hearing it's incredible um, so
4: yeah, I didn't watch the old Lost in Space, but I well, I don't I don't really remember if I watched it. Maybe I did when I was a kid. <laughs> it was a long time ago, but I wanted to check it out. You know, we started kind of watching it with Max for a little bit, and then he got distracted and wasn't. It was it's a little too talky talky for little mm-hmm. kids, I think. Mm-hmm. But really, really cool. It, I think it, it's really well made. The production value is very high. You know, there's moments when like some of the actors. It's a like there's two like young. I'd say like teenager to like 20-ish aged girls in the show Um, and there's moments when it's a little bit frustrating their dialogue is a little like stilted and weird and silly but the the robot and the the kind of alien stuff that's going on and the show keeps up a really good pace the family's like in constant peril i mean just constant Like they literally, I think at one point they're trying to save like two or three kids at the same time because like everybody's in, everybody's like on death's door and like things are happening to them constantly. That sounds straight up stressful. It's, I mean, it's it just it moves. You know, the the show doesn't get boring. It moves along, and it's uh they've put a whole new spin on the family element. You know, it's kind of like a modern like blended family. I think the idea is that the father uh, went away. He was in the he was in the military and he went away for a long time. And by the time he came back, the kids kind of felt like they didn't really mm-hmm. know him. So they're sort of like trying to reestablish this family relationship again. And in the middle of that, they find out that like there's a meteor coming for the plummeting towards the earth and everybody's got to try to find a new space to live. So this family gets like thrown out into the middle of space when they're trying to kind of put themselves back there's together. Like family
3: on hard so mode. They,
4: yeah. So they, yeah, exactly. So they really like, they put a modern spin to it. You know, it definitely feels like a more, um, today kind of family element, but just it's, it's eye candy. It's really, really pretty and it's fun to watch. And, uh, it's kind of nonstop, like danger and, and new things happening. So it's definitely worth a watch. I think it's really fun. My second recommendation, I just got myself a new gadget this weekend, a little, uh, a little Chromebook. Because I don't know, I have to have screens in every size, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So I got one and uh, I've kind of reconnected with like tablet style games. There's a series called The Room. It's been around for a while. I don't know if you guys ever played any of them. Uh -uh. I played the first two and then I realized I never got to the third one. And then there's also like a fourth one now. So I got catching up to do. So I've been playing that, and it's reminded me of how cool these games really are. They are um, very atmospheric and spooky. Definitely recommend headphones when you play this game. It's like creepy, like whispery, like weird sounds in back of you and on the other side of the room. You can handle this.
0: I'm getting a little suspect, Melissa. (laughs) <laughs> it does sound like all yeah, the things like, you hate.
4: <laughs> well, this, it's like there's there's no battle or anything, so I don't feel like I'm going to get killed. That's the thing. They're just
2: picking okay. on you. No that's why be too scary.
4: That's why I'm able to. That's why I'm able to play this. They're picking on me, Liz, because I'm a big <laughs> sissy about horror games. I can't <laughs> play them. but it's 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 a puzzle game it's all kinds of these really cool like little boxes and little configurations and devices that you have to like find little hidden nooks and crannies and little switches find bits and pieces to put the machines back together and get them to work and then there's a whole like weird uh like supernatural kind of occult story going on in the background of all of them but it's essentially
1: that sounds so fun
4: it is fun and it's very optimized for touch screen. So like, it's great to do on a tablet and it's, um yeah, they're all very creepy and they, and they're like, it, you know, it's, it's dark. I definitely recommend playing it in a darker room. Cause I found mm-hmm. out today I tried to like, Oh, the weather's so nice. And I tried to sit by the window and play. I can't see mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you need like a nice dark room, but they're creepy, quiet, like nice fun games to play. Sort of if you really like puzzles and you like kind of just like, finding your way around a room and trying to find hidden little things and trying to figure out little switches and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're really cool. And there's now uh, four of them
0: available, so you can play to your heart's desire. (laughs) Sarah, what do you have for for us this week?
2: So this is an artist that I have at least mentioned on the podcast before, but it's so relevant to this show that we're doing with Liz that I felt like I would have... Gosh, I have to talk about it. So this artist, Trevor Henderson... Has been doing so many different kinds of ghost illustrations. And he is, it looks like he's preparing to release a book of ghost stories and uh, these drawings that he's doing.
3: That sounds um, awesome.
2: I think he's, deb- yeah, That's I think he's cool. debuting it next month at Toronto Comic and Arts Festival. It is 52 pages of Hate, spirit, Spectres, and Incorporal Creeps.
3: Oh, cool. mm-hmm.
2: And I have been, uh, I've just been like constantly surprised by seeing these weird creatures and super, super spooky and unsettling ghosts pop up (laughs) in my Instagram feed. And it's just, it's fantastic. And like, he's been, you know, coming up with little stories for all of these ghosts. So I'm really excited to hear the different stories for all the ones that make it into the book
1: how cool i just looked him up these are amazing these are so Aren't cool they so creepy yeah, and there's like really creepy there's a me. huge variety totally did he do a series
0: of cryptids before
2: yeah i think that's what i told you guys about before <sighs> yeah yeah
0: he's one of my faves yeah he's awesome oh that's cool
1: liz how about you what do you have for us i have three things i've got a web newspaper a book and a movie Nice. Um the first one is The Daily Ghoul and it's by Small Town Haunts. Have any of you guys seen that or read no. it?
3: Any I have not.
1: It's a it's a web newspaper and they sort of they curate paranormal news across the web. And if you sign up, you get an email every day with like a few stories. But it has everything. It's like ghosts, aliens, cryptids, just kind of weird, creepy stuff, oh, missing wow. people. I've seen like them pull from mysterious universe sometimes. So it's like some pretty Good, big, fun reads. So I definitely suggest signing up for that because it kind of like I fall down into my hole of just like hauntings, demons, ghosts, (laughs) like when I'm Googling to find something creepy. But this, like you read a ton of different normal stuff, which is fun. And then a book that I absolutely love is called Come Closer by Sarah Gran. And it's this story about a woman, just a normal woman, and she's just married, she's an architect. And then she starts having these strange dreams, and it's the story of her demonic possession told from her point of view.
0: Oh wow! Oh, oh man, man.
1: the shorter book—you read it like in a night because you just have to find out what's going to happen. And um, it's kind of that slow build. You just feel like this is bad, and it's getting worse and worse, and it's perfectly creepy. So I can't recommend that enough. And the final thing I wanted to suggest is. It's an oldie, but it's my favorite haunted house movie. It's What Lies Beneath and came out in 2000. Have you guys seen that by any chance? Yes, I love this movie. God, I love this movie so much. Harrison Ford is this university scientist and Michelle Pfeiffer plays his wife who just sent their only child to college and now strange things start happening in their house. And it's just one of my favorite kind of movies because it's just like a ghost story. And there's a little bit of mystery and crime in it and it's just it's such a fun thing to watch and I think it's just absolutely perfect. This movie
4: is full of some of the the, the like oldest tricks in the book. Mm-hmm. Stories, but they get me every time like yes. don't look in the bathtub don't look in the mirror don't look
1: out the window yes the door is creeping open it's, it's just full of those perfect. things and they pull it off perfectly i love it you no know, i've never seen that yeah. movie
0: but it's you know the kind of movie that i've heard the name a thousand times and i don't think i ever realized it was any kind mm-hmm. of horror related at all
1: yeah i know i feel like it's one that kind of flies under the radar but it's a nice. really good ghost story i mean
4: Harrison Ford and Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer oh, are both yeah, nice to hurt. look at, too. I so. know. <laughs>
1: let's,
4: go, let's go back and remember what they both look like. I know. Liz, I have to say, uh,
0: recently we've had uh, some guests on here just trying to come up with things that we haven't talked about on the show yet because we've been doing this for...
1: I know. That's what I was intimidated about because you guys know everything. So I was like, I'm going old. <laughs> yeah, you honestly pulled it off with all three of those. Awesome. Uh, of those. All right. Awesome. Nice.
3: <laughs>
0: And I have one recommendation for this week. I hope you guys like atmospheric illustrations. I'm going to post this link here in our chat. No, we hate those. (laughs) Yeah, we
3: (laughs) never talk about those
0: on here. So I ran across this artist, uh, Yuri Hill, and his work is just so thick. It is so atmospheric. And he actually, it looks like he reuses some of the same backgrounds, but then twists them into different ways. But they all have this like really dark, creepy sense to them. And I am oh, absolutely in love with it.
1: These are amazing. Right? Yes. I saw his oh,
0: uh, like his witch's That's coven brilliant. one in front of the hut first. And I was like, wow, I need to see more. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, these are great.
0: <laughs> what I really like about it is a lot of times you'll run across uh, horror artists who... Will only do one or two things, but if you scroll through a lot of his works here, it it very much bounces around. Like There are aliens, there are clearly demons, just spooky force backgrounds, uh, witches, ghosts. So, this guy's all over the place and I love it.
4: No kidding. As, um, some of the settings and some of this artwork in here looks like video games that I've played.
0: Yeah, it totally yeah, looks like sure. it could be concept
4: art for... It looks like those kind of like hidden object games. Yeah. There's like a lot
0: of stuff in the room. Yeah, it
1: does. That's so true. Oh, they're really yep. pretty in a weird way.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Definitely got away with color here too. Mm-hmm.
4: Can I tell you my story from this week? Oh, hell yes! Tell us your before story before we take a break. Yeah, because I went. I I took my my friend who was here visiting. We went on a little tour. um We always go to like old historic homes and do the little like touristy historic home tours. But I found, um, I'm sorry, I just said tour like six times in that sentence. I think <laughs> you can um, fit it in a few more times if you try. <laughs> <laughs> but I decided to check out Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, which is very close to us. And I think Liz had mentioned something about, uh, what is his name,
1: Liz? Ichabod uh, Crane.
4: Ichabod Crane, thank you. Uh, yeah, but this is the legend of Sleepy Hollows, like based around this town, and Ichabod Crane. So we went to this cemetery and I thought, you know, oh, it'll be like a cool place because there's, apparently a lot of famous people in there
3: mm-hmm.
4: there's like elizabeth arden oh, wow. let's see uh brooke astor andrew carnegie lots of well-known like old money politicians and writers from this area there's okay yeah there's lists list of like 50 people i'm not gonna read them <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot but i thought it would be kind of you know oh this would be cool to like see some famous writers and stuff and walk around this place was huge like it's let's see 90 acres oh and yeah it's like i mean we're like driving up the street like where's the entrance we just keep seeing fence and fence and fence (laughs) and fence and it's just going on and on so yeah we went into this place and once we got inside it just like it's amazing we all the way from like 1800s you know got like a civil war whole like a civil war monument in there with all of these uh little civil war era gravestones mm-hmm. and markers uh revolutionary war so many things and then they've got the sleepy hollow bridge which it's just like it's just like a pretty little bridge over a really pretty creek with a waterfall i'm not really sure what's super special about it except while we were standing there looking in the opposite direction trying to figure out <laughs> which way we're gonna go because it's really easy to get lost in this place we heard a sound behind us that literally sounded like like it actually sounded like horse feet oh my god Uh-oh.
3: like hoof prints I said is there a horse <laughs> in here <laughs> I'm not <laughs> even making
4: this up oh I said god. is there a horse in here and we both turned around and there was a car driving over the bridge but somehow it sounded like horse like hoof prints coming across the bridge and and that was before we knew that it was the sleepy hollow bridge like okay I don't know if they did something to that bridge to make it sound like a, a horse coming across it but it really does but it's this big, beautiful, absolutely beautiful cemetery. Um, Liz, I know you're not that far away. If you ever get a chance, you should definitely check it out. No. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's
4: amazing. It's amazing. We saw it some really beautiful. <laughs> I posted a ton of them on my Instagram. If you guys look, Lissa Punch on Instagram, I took a, a whole bunch of pictures on there. But there's some like really, I mean, some of the most amazing mausoleums I've ever seen. Really creative, beautiful sculptures everywhere. But the funniest part about this story is that they have this little sign at the front that says cemetery closes at 430. And uh, it's so big that we were sort of like cruising around in the car and then like stop and get out and walk around and then get back in the car. And I kept saying, all right, well, it's getting close to 430. We should probably head back, you know. And I thought they probably send somebody around to like look before they lock (laughs) the place up. No, we we pulled up to the gate at 432 and the gate was locked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I was like, what? we've i mean so we're standing there like standing. we got out of the car we're standing there looking at this gate just sort of in disbelief like is this happening for real (laughs) like we joked about it the whole time we were walking around we're probably going to get locked in here and then we're going to have creepy stories we actually got locked in there and it's the only gate like there's there was no way out of the cemetery so i'm like we can't jump over the fence because my car is here
0: (laughs) oh my god you know what would have been like really perfect though is if that's when you heard the hook. Oh, prints. my God. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, no, it was still daylight. So
0: it wasn't super creepy
4: yet. But, you know, my friend was panicking a little bit. I could tell that he was really nervous. He was kind of like kept going to the office and like banging on the door. Like <laughs> somebody's got to be in here. <laughs> so I ended up having to call and I had to call like a, the local police department. Oh. And they did not sound surprised at all. It was like, <laughs> was like yeah, OK, I'll be there in a minute. And he just came like unlocked. Didn't say anything to us at all. Oh, my God wow all right i guess this happens a lot they're not joking around you gotta be like they will lock the gate at four thirty with a big giant padlock so there's no way to get out <laughs> oh wow. my god and that's it so that's my story i got trapped in sleepy hollow cemetery <laughs> oh. i wish i had more creepy stuff to share but my friend was panicking so i was not going to suggest that we like hang out until it gets dark <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right and now we're going to take a short break and then we're going to come back and bug the hell out of liz about all things creepy It's no secret that we're drawn to the darker side of things here at The Sirens. And we just absolutely love all things spooky. So it's also no surprise that we're just enamored with Liz's show. We love a good ghost story here and we've been having so much fun with the stories that she has shared. It also helps that Liz is such a natural storyteller and adds her own writing voice to these tales. And what makes those stories even better is that they just might be true. So Liz the first question that we absolutely need to ask you is if they're true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh. <laughs> I know it's a total bummer. Uh. Usually I say like people have to kind of find out for themselves, but they are partly true. A lot of my life, a lot of the details of my life are in them. When I started writing these stories, I kind of wanted to combine all the things I really like mm-hmm. uh, that creeped me out. And one of the movies that just left such a lasting impression on me was the Blair Witch Project, because I totally watched the fake documentary before, went opening night and pride when I, w- I was just dating Chris at the time. And when he dropped me off, I did not want to get out of the car. Oh. I, thought it was
3: real. I just thought it was 100% real. <laughs> I
1: totally fell for it. So. I did start with just writing the blog, just write these stories as if I am doing these interviews and these are all real people and all this is really happening. And then it's, you know, I think people go into listening to them at the start and think they're definitely real, but then things get a little, um, over the top.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, they, they do yeah like it
1: much. just couldn't possibly be, <laughs> you know, but I think it's more fun if people go into it initially thinking, like, "Well, is it or isn't it?" It just makes more for a more fun experience. But no, unfortunately, it's not real. Well, it also it also totally helps. I can realistic. picture
2: you talking to all these ladies in coffee shops yes, in like Lululemon yeah. <laughs> and drinking drinking wine and all that stuff. So it uh, that whether or not they're real and all that is like just doesn't even detract from it. <laughs>
1: I mean, that is the biggest like, compliment when people think that they really are real. That is the, that is the absolute best. <laughs> so that is awesome. I like to imagine yeah. that
4: the stories are like your, like your own little personal revenge against all of the <laughs> terrible people that you meet in life.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely- like, I'm writing a story <laughs> about you. <laughs> I know Sometimes I have to be careful because I'll just hear little snippets of conversation and be like, just tweak that a little bit. Don't put it in exactly the way you heard it.
4: It's like like the stories we have little
1: voodoo dolls. Yes, exactly, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. So, what inspired you to start this project? I have always loved just scary stories, and I really like just like a good old fashioned scary story, haunted house story, a creature story. Nothing too too dark. I love demonic type stuff too, but nothing that goes too far. And I like imagining Mm -hmm. that like in your real life. I mean, I don't know if any of this stuff is real. I would like it to be, it would make things so much more interesting. I've never really had an experience that was really paranormal.
0: Oh, see, that was going to be the next question is if you've ever had any kind of firsthand look into supernatural experiences. Well, I
1: did have one weird thing happen once we were in Nantucket, and I can share that next. But I wanted to write something that I wanted to read, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I've just thought about all the childhood stuff that used to scare me. It's all those little kind of cliffhangery stuff from R.L. Stein. I used to love reading his Fear Street books. Oh, yeah. Um, some of the, like, Nancy Drew-type, like... The Liz character in the stories is like a Nancy Drew, instead of just like falling across bodies or crimes or whatever. <laughs> she's just like meeting all these people who have horribly haunted houses. So I loved all those things. I wanted to put it together in one place. And then also, I lived in the city for about 13 years in Boston. Mm-hmm. And then I really came out to the suburbs picking and screaming. We did not want to do it. But after we had our second child, it just wasn't possible anymore to stay in the city. And it was a real culture shock for me for a while. This, our town is very, it's just very unique. It's very um, type A and just, it's really hard to explain. So I felt like being able to write these characters was a way of me just kind of like figuring them out sort of. And it's just, they're so interesting. That's a
0: really clever way to do that. All that
1: stuff kind of swirled together and then. I keep thinking every time I write a story, like, this will be the last one. But then, like, another little character will kind of pop into my head. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's fun to think of these really, like, type A people having a paranormal problem in their home. <laughs> so that's always fun. So where does the Biddy character come from? I started feeling like Liz needed someone to kind of ground her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I have, a, I have a very good friend who is like that with me with things. So I felt like that was something that she needed because there's a thing of like, you're like fish out of water, but then all of a sudden you're like breathing out of water. Like, I feel like you're only an outsider in the suburbs here for so long. And then you're drinking the Kool-Aid, you know, and you're like doing everything. So (laughs) it just, I felt like that kind of grounded her into like, she does have a network here in this town. It's not just her like meeting these people with scary stories. Yeah. Yeah. So let's hear that Nantucket story. We are renting an old house, with Chris's family, his parents, his sister and her now ex-husband and their two kids. And my daughter was asleep and the the basement was part of it was refinished and part of it was old. So I went down to do laundry. Everybody else is upstairs. And as I'm going into the laundry room, I see someone pull, like I see someone's arm pull the bathroom door closed. Mm -hmm. that was down there. And I just assumed it was my ex-brother-in-law. And I was kind of irritated because I was like, oh, you freak someone out. You have to say, hey, I'm down here. If you're going to like walk down to the basement. So I did laundry, went upstairs, and then I look over and he's sitting there reading a story to one of my nephews. So I went in and I am a just, I am a 911 person. I will call 911 <laughs> at the drop of a hat. So I went into where everyone was watching television and I was like, there's a man in the, base, in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody panic. There's, there's the an intruder. Grab the phone to call nine one one. Chris and his father go downstairs to check, and they're like, "There's no one down here." And I was ready to call. So we, but at the time, so Chris's sister and then brother-in-law were each putting one of the kids to bed, and we didn't tell them because the kids were sleeping in the basement. <laughs> we were like, we are not fussing nope. with everyone's sleep tonight. <laughs> we're just going to pretend <laughs> that, that didn't happen. happen. Move along. So I don't know. It could have been a trick of the eye, but it felt real. I don't know. So, but other than that, no. Would you like
0: to have, like, an honest supernatural experience firsthand? Is that something you want, or would that just be too terrifying?
1: I don't know. I love Dead Files with the psychic and the police officer, an ex-police officer. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think that would be so cool if that was real and if you could see what she sees, but then, how do you live? <laughs> you know, so I don't know if I yeah, saw something I truly off. strange. Yeah. I don't know if it I mean, I would have a hard time sleeping, and I don't <laughs> think I would want to I really don't
0: You've mentioned that your your husband doesn't like spooky things, right? right. so how does he feel about you uh, doing these stories?
1: He is so incredibly supportive, and he will read the first couple paragraphs until he just says, say, okay, I'm out. <laughs> but, be like, but that was really good. No. <laughs> He's like, But that sounds really good. But he loves it. He loves that I'm doing this and writing. And finally, because I feel like for so long, I was a librarian for a while. This is something I'd wanted to do. And so he is excited for me, but he can't really, he can't really take part no. in it. <laughs> it just, it really scares him. He would definitely not sleep ever again if he ever saw anything. Well,
0: that's cool that he's that supportive. Oh yeah. Even then. When you want to watch horror things, like how does that how does that go down in your house? Like I I have a, a husband that is just as into horror as I am, so I can't really fathom how this works.
1: Oh, that is so <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> it basically looks like me on my phone with headphones on watching oh. <laughs> and then him like sitting next to me watching oh. stuff <laughs> he- like you have kids film. too, right? Do they do lay-like horror? Yeah. Yes. My oldest daughter immediately like was into Scooby-Doo. Loved it. So she's definitely... Oh. And she has a very high tolerance for creepy stuff. She's six. Um, So she is getting older. But she just is really into the new Jurassic world. Oh, cool. With all those... Oh. And I would think that would just scare the hell out of her. But she absolutely loves it. Her little sister... Not at all. Can't even hear the music from it. (laughs) But luckily, I think like, and I just can't wait to watch Ghostbusters and Gremlins and Jaws and all those with her because she's going to love them. Nice. So that's lucky at least. At least I might have one.
4: <laughs> Mine has actually my son is five and okay. Gremlins Gremlins is one of his favorite movies. Oh. He's watched it over and over again. He loves Ghostbusters, but we haven't done Jurassic Park yet, any of them, because I think we're gonna do them this summer. Because oh, we've shown fun. him like a couple of clips here and there, and I think he's like he's a little intimidated by the dinosaurs. Like he loves dinosaurs, but then when you see them sort of tearing at people, it's like Ooh, Yeah. <laughs> Is they that start really eating what
1: people. They like? Yeah. <laughs> they do look really real, yeah. you know. Yeah. So We
4: Yeah. He just got a toy. Um, what is that? I forget its name already. I had to look it up for him. The the dinosaur that's got like the frills on the, the side spinosaur? of his face. Oh um, on, the, on the side of the face, is it, it no, dilos? the dialos? Daffa Yeah, like the daffa uh daffa. Dilophosaurus. there you go Mm. i didn't look him up um but and he wanted to see (laughs) we showed him the scene of the of him in the film where he basically like the you know the guys running around in the mud
1: yes and he spits at him
4: right right yeah he spits the acid at him right and then he he blinds him and like and my husband's watching it on the on the on the phone with him and i and i hear max just go like totally
0: silent
3: (laughs) it's like i'm gonna oh, go play oh, with my oh, toys again I, I he's like, oh, no.
0: <laughs> so yeah. he can handle like horror related things better than he can handle the dinosaurs i think it's just the shock of like you know because they think
4: dinosaurs are like these really cool i don't know they're, they, they're just friends. They're, like,
3: yeah like i
4: don't <laughs> think he really wants to think of dinosaurs like actually eating people yeah huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or like murdering people so and the horror stuff you can like the gremlins are okay somehow <laughs> yeah well because it's like they're not real you can kind of compartmentalize that right. you know but you could kind of think yeah. well there are dinosaurs and there are animals actually that could eat us now <laughs> you know
0: yeah so, never yeah. Yeah. never let him and play the, the, the co- video game arc the concept That's
4: just... that, like uh, we just went to a con last weekend and they had old com- uh, old video game system set up and we played um it's a fighting game where you can fight the dinosaurs oh. together against each other. Shoot, I can't remember what it's called now. But we played that, and he was fine with that. But yeah, I think it's just the concept of, like, you know, that these were, like, real right. animals.
1: Yeah.
0: Like,
4: they're not... He doesn't really understand the concept of something being extinct, uh, you know? like yeah. If it's real, it's real. And if it's not real,
0: it's not but real. He might so. watch a Jurassic Park movie and then think a, a T-Rex is going to chase him down the street one day. Yeah, I gotcha. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a scary thought <laughs> it's true and it's just a bad dream maker you know what I mean like I feel like it's yeah. just kind of them that could lodge in their heads mm. so I don't know
4: definitely def- learn this weekend he's definitely not interested in Freddy Krueger yet either because we saw him <laughs> at the con oh, no. Uh
1: uh-uh.
4: <laughs> he like pointed at him and said would you like a picture and Max was like bye. <laughs> like turned around no. and walked the other direction oh, yep <laughs>
1: Mm-mm. I don't know who that is,
0: but I'm not going
1: any closer. <laughs> he has good instincts. Yeah, no kidding. Good for him.
0: <laughs> right before we jumped on uh, this episode earlier, I heard that the man who holds the uh, longest ski record is also named Freddy Krueger.
1: Oh, that's yeah, weird. that's <laughs> know. that's unfortunate. I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, apparently, there's three people named
0: Freddy Krueger. The skier guy, uh, you know, the the one that chases you in your dreams. And a Nazi, and that's it. Oh, mm-hmm. those are all the Freddy Kruegers.
3: <laughs>
1: Dear, <laughs> that poor steer is not in good company,
3: Ben.
0: <laughs> okay. oh. So, oh. listen. I know that you actually. I mean, we talk about horror, kids horror a lot. Do you have any recommendations for Liz? There, I, don't, I mean, it sounds like
4: you're. It sounds like you're, <laughs> you're kind of going down the same path that I am. I don't know. Recommendations. I, I feel like anything I mentioned, she's probably covered already.
1: I'm Over to... the Garden Wall is always a favorite. Oh, what's that one? Monster Over House. Over the Garden Wall
4: is really fun.
1: Monster House um, they watched. What? Yes, she like House. that. But Over the Garden Wall, we have it. Is that a
2: movie? It's a short series that Cartoon Network did. It was on Hulu. I'm not sure if it's still streaming there. Okay. But it's really beautiful art. Um, it has really good voice actors in it, like Elijah Wood and Christopher Lloyd do voices in it. Oh, cool. And the music is super good. It's very, like, it feels like old Halloween kind of oh, feel. Like love that. Like, yeah. Like those yeah. really classic, yeah. like, old Halloween decorations. It feels like that is yeah, the, like that. That's the setting. Oh, and that's awesome. Amazing. I'll check that out. Halloween. It's
1: really fun.
4: Yeah, like yeah. creepy woods and pumpkin oh. heads. And...
2: Yeah, Beware of the Beast kind of thing. Oh, cool. And trying to get home. I yeah. want to watch that. <laughs> Yeah, it's
3: really
0: (laughs) good. What kind of supernatural entity would you want to uh, write a story about? Do you have any, you know, rattling in the back of your mind there?
1: I'm trying to think. I really, my favorite thing to write are the creatures. Yeah, coming up with creatures in the woods. And I feel like I've done a little bit of that on my list. I know. I soon. I definitely want to write something about this Zozo demon. That people say shows oh, yeah. up on their Ouija board. That'll be
2: a good one.
1: Because that really, that's just so great. I feel like you can just picture anyone sitting with a Ouija board <laughs> and being like, Ooh, Zozo's here. But it's the idea of if that were real, it's terrifying that there's some demon just creeping around like that. So definitely that. I, my One that I had been wanting to do for a while was the Mimic. That was one that I really enjoyed writing.
0: That one came out so well. It was... That was my
1: favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was fun. Because that woman, you just hated her.
0: Yeah, and then <laughs> it was... that wonderfully creepy twist. It just, yeah.
3: That one... So
1: that was something that took a while to kind of come together. So maybe the Zozo will too, because... There's already so much people know about it, but just to kind of find some sort of twist in there will be fun. I think that'll be fun.
0: I have a few uh, friends and relations that have gone to Wellesley or or lived in Wellesley. And apparently the idea that it's haunted is actually fairly common there, right?
1: Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. Especially the college. Yeah. A friend of mine actually uh, just took a job as a librarian at the college and uh, was talking to her earlier about... um, you know is she is she at all concerned about ghosts there
1: (laughs) um, especially in the library uh, you know yeah i would be have you heard
0: of any um supposedly true you know local legends kind of things
1: i don't know too many specifics about the college but i think there is a like a tower or a clock tower that's apparently haunted And then our first house in town here, we lived across the street from someone who worked in Wellesley. And she was going to arrange to get me a tour of the tunnels underneath the college. Oh, what? (gasps) And which is so You know there's bad stuff down there. You know there is. And apparently those are supposedly really dark and bad vibes. But there is a section that you can go to and walk through. But the part she was trying to get me into was you have to crawl What like, oh, to get geez. to a certain part. And I was just like, no, I don't that at all. <laughs> that but
2: sounds all right. like a good, uh, like haunted house. One of those ones you have to like
1: sign a waiver for. Totally. Oh my if God. That, oh my God. Like have any of you, you ever so done scary. one of those?
0: No, I've been dying to. I haven't.
1: You are? Oh God. I don't think I could do no. that. That
0: would be so cool. <laughs>
1: Oh, that would just scare me too much. I can't do too many jump scares. I can like handle some, but yeah. just not too many. But that's pretty much, that is all that I know about the college. But that's the rumor that the college is haunted. Mm. And I feel like every college kind of has that rumor too. So maybe there's something about the energy of all the kids. Maybe and, it just helps them know. get through
0: finals, honestly.
1: <laughs> yes, Yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> yeah. Makes mm-hmm. going to college more
4: interesting mm-hmm. to think that mm-hmm. there's ghost roaming the halls i just thought of i'm late i'm late to this but i just thought of uh not uh not a kid's horror show but games do your kids play like video games at all no
1: not yet they play some stuff on the um ipad like like kids yeah like little kids games
4: have they played tokaboo?
1: yes oh my gosh we did play that around halloween they love the toka games yes i could not get them to get into it i was like this is the one and they always want to do the pet (laughs) shop or the hospital or whatever like no Uh oh the scary one
4: yeah max you get to play play as a ghost and like you hide in different Uh, spots uh, in the house and you have to like jump out at the right moment to scare the people
1: oh it's awesome it's really cute (laughs) really fun all of those games i like playing them they're really like relax
0: yeah we don't discriminate <laughs> I mean. with uh age limits on horror oh. content here we're all about it <laughs> you mentioned in a recent episode that people around wellesley had started talking about your podcast is there any truth to that have you heard any kind of uh, whispers that people are recognizing your podcast and maybe think it's somebody they know that you're talking about
1: Yes, that like it will occasionally come up. It's not not recently. I haven't really heard anything. I don't know why, but it just feels more comfortable to kind of keep it quiet around here. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> because I am kind of describing people in the town. Not specific people, but you know, you could kind of recognize yourself in some of the mm-hmm. characters. I did we had a Halloween party a couple of years ago and one of the people that came was a neighbor who I hadn't met before. And she said that she just found the blog. Someone else had told her about it. And she thought it was completely real and just like called her husband, and was like, You need to come home right now because she was so scared. Oh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's like little things like that. Someone like last year came up to me on the playground and said, You know, are you Liz? Are you the one that writes the blog? And she was really sweet about it. And I see her around town. We have kids kind of around the same age. But that felt like, oh, no, people are actually reading this. That's what's so strange to me is that people are actually reading these stories and listening to them. It, I feel like I'm just in my own little like world of just like, well, make up this little story. And then it's just so strange, mm-hmm. especially people close by. Yeah. So, yeah.
4: And what, how many of them do you think are like trying to imagine if if like one of the characters in your story <laughs> like that sounds like me? I
0: know. I think, of,
1: probably, I think um, that's probably, that's probably the game <laughs> you know, to try and figure out who everybody is. <laughs> has anybody Uh-oh. asked you like
0: that? Hey, I know you do these interviews thinking they're real and wanting to give you an interview.
1: No one has done that. People will email though and kind of have specific stories or say, you know, you have to be so careful. You shouldn't be going and doing these interviews. So no, no one has actually asked to have me interview them, but people kind of like feel like they need to warn me that this is very dangerous to be doing. So that's, you know,
0: I genuinely hope somebody comes up to you wanting you to interview them. Like I, I, I want to, I want that to happen.
1: (laughs) I know. I know. know. What would you even tell them? (laughs) They're like, Hey, I I know. Well, I have, sometimes I will get like, I have, I can think of one email that I got. It was a woman that, it was when I first really kind of started, the first few stories were out. And she wrote that she was afraid that she played on the Ouija board and something, I think it was her aunt died. And she thought she had killed her aunt with a Ouija oh, board. No. And oh, so no. that unfolded oh, after guilt. two or three emails. Oh God. <laughs> and I was like, First, I was like, oh, thanks so much for listening, and all that, blah, and then it's like, well, okay, and then finally, I was like, I, I just have to say that these stories aren't real, oh, no. and the danger in Ouija board lies in the idea that you could think you killed your aunt. You did not kill your aunt.
3: Oh, that is not, you know, like, that's
1: <laughs> horrible, and that's why those things are so dangerous. Oh, that I'm poor so, woman.
3: Sorry.
1: So, you know, I think it's like what you come at it with. If you real, If you have had experiences, and you do believe this stuff, then it would seem real because if that's your reality then this could actually be happening here you know what i mean
0: yeah i wanted it to be real i'm not gonna lie oh, i, I really wanted it to be real mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> i do too i think that'd be so awesome yeah <laughs> would love it but you yeah. eh. i
4: i just listened to your most recent episode today mm. and i love the title of this i don't like that closet honey yeah <laughs> <laughs> i get the 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 psychic that you talked about in this story Mm -hmm. i don't know if this is if this was your inspiration or not but she reminds me a lot of the psychic from um oh my god why is this happening tonight culture guys thank you yeah totally is that oh i was i was like i was seeing her in my head (laughs) while i was listening to it
1: yeah that's part of the reason why i didn't Describe her. And that's why I did that little blurb at the top. I was like, I'm just not gonna describe her. You'll just kind of picture her as she is, you know.
4: That's clever. Yeah. yeah. She just had that attitude, you know, she kept calling everybody honey. Yeah, totally. No, honey. No, honey. I don't like that closet, honey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like,
4: I want to meet this lady. She's so awesome.
1: I know. I know.
4: <laughs> no, that was a great episode. That was really fun. I was listening to it on my way to and from work
0: tonight.
1: <laughs> oh, well, thank you.
0: Uh, So are there any plans to compile these stories or maybe write an entire novel length story related to this kind of thing?
1: I would, I have thought about the idea of just kind of putting a bunch of these together and trying to like make a collection of short stories Mm -hmm. out of it. One thing I feel like that I like about when I'm reading a scary story, I like when there isn't a real ending. Yeah. I like when there's kind of a cliffhanger, and you're kind of thinking, like, what in the world is happening there? That's just that's how those people are living now. I've attempted to write longer scary stories, like in a novel length, but it just doesn't. I just can't do it at that length. I like the um, short story length for them. Yeah, but I am working on a series of mysteries set in a similar type town, based in a cul-de-sac and each one of these there are seven seven different full-length mysteries and each one is kind of based on one of the seven deadly sins oh fun so that, that really i think like that i feel like i can like tie up a mystery but i have a hard time tying up a scary story because i feel like it's scarier when it just doesn't yeah like if, if it comes to a end. clean
0: resolution then it it's not really that scary yeah, yeah.
1: I've just like rarely felt satisfied at the end of like a real. I don't know. I like when things like you can just picture them going yeah. on and on and on. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. the story that made me reach out to you that like really caught my attention there the crystal clear EVP. Oh. I genuinely mm-hmm. think you should take that to Bloom House and say, hey, make this into a series.
3: <laughs> oh my God.
1: I would just, I mean, that would be absolutely. It, it, it amazing. seriously has
0: the. It has the all the earmarks of a good horror series going on there, like the entire mystery and especially the callback to the original couple that was in one of the very early episodes. There.
3: Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 I know. I mean, I do kind of picture these stories. I can just see them. Like I can see yeah. people acting them out. So that would just be so incredible. I just haven't any clue how to do that. I could barely get the headphones going. today. (laughs) You know, I just don't know how people get these things made. I guess they just start emailing and calling people. (laughs) But that would be absolutely incredible. I mean, that would be out of this world.
4: I think the worst part of that process would be making actual phone calls. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk to <laughs> I, know.
1: I know can i text you yeah, right maybe <laughs> yo can you make this into a film thanks Kay. <laughs> smiley face thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> if only oh that would be great so sierra
0: i know that you're well you're the one that really brought our attention to this up ep- or this podcast to begin with what even like how did you find us how, how did you find us it's a good
2: question. I think how, it must have been recommended on a different show, and now I can't remember which one it was. Mm. But, it I mean, it, it's, I lump it, I lump Ghost in the Burbs in with My Favorite Murder, and That's Why We Drink, and those kinds of shows, and I kind of did a deep dive in all of that all at the same time, so it's hard <laughs> to remember what happened first. Um. Yeah.
0: Liz, has your has it taken you by surprise uh, how successful your podcast has been so far?
1: I'm I'm just surprised that people actually want to hear or want to take time to listen to these stories. So yes, absolutely. And it's so it's just been so exciting because I do not really have anyone that I can discuss scary stuff with well, in my life. Well, now you do. I feel like it opened yeah. up this whole world. <laughs> so then now I do. Mm-hmm. It, which We're is here for you. So We're here for you. Nice. It just has been awesome. And even to talk to other podcasters has been great because it is so new. And it's such a thing that, I mean, you guys do it together, but you're all at your own home. Like you'd kind of do it in isolation and you put it out there and you don't know who is listening to it, how it's just crazy how this works. Yeah. And I just feel so lucky that there's this that this is available to us now to put our stories out like this and to talk about the things we're interested in like this and we can all find each other this way.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Very
1: cool.
0: Yeah, we were talking about before we started the show, horror is something that really brings people together in such a strange way because it's mm-hmm. if if you know somebody that likes the same kind of horror that you do or is just like really into horror the way you are, it's it's an instant connection. Like Mm-hmm. you instantly have something very deep in common there
1: <laughs> it's true and you kind of know too if you're the one <laughs> telling a scary story or like when I'm telling my friend's husband like your house is the zombie apocalypse home base
3: <laughs> and they're like <laughs> reacting like
1: what in the hell is she talking about it's like girl, headlights yeah not, I'm, oh, I need to just quiet down just <laughs> like, we, it we're back. not going to okay. connect on this yeah <laughs> so it's true it's so cool to find people who like the same stuff
0: Uh, are there any other uh spooky podcasts that you're into these days yes um
1: i need to look at my phone guide to the unknown Ooh, i don't know that one it's um Kristen and will they are a brother and sister and they've just grown up loving paranormal stuff so they each pick something to tell each other about so it's kind of like that like my favorite murder sort of set up but with just a brother and sister and they're so much fun to listen to and they make each other laugh really hard you can tell they just have a really good relationship so it's like one of those like have you seen that um, meme where it's like a guy eating a bowl of ice cream next to a picture of people eating bowls Mm -hmm. of ice cream and it's like this is what listening to podcasts is like (laughs) that is exactly what it feels like when you listen to those guys because you they're just so they're fun and funny and sweet and they're really knowledgeable about paranormal stuff have you guys heard of the Scooby-Doo Justice Project? No. It's no. <laughs> really no. funny in a weird way. It's this guy, the premise is that he thinks there's a big government conspiracy with the Scooby-Doo gang or whatever, and he t- it is really difficult to describe, but it is very, very funny. It's really dry humor. It's really good. So it's worth a shot. And then Two Girls, One Ghost. I know mm-hmm. you guys have talked about them before. What about Let's Not Meet? I haven't started um, that no. one yet. That one sounds that good. That one definitely start that. Okay. It's, um, it is Reddit stories from the Let's Not Meet oh. Reddit subreddit. Oh, I love, uh-huh. subreddit. love
0: that subreddit.
1: And they're creepy. And I actually um, just got in touch with Andrew Tate on twitter and i'm going to be reading some of the stories soon nice for him which will be really fun they're scary so that is really good because they're supposedly true stories Uh-oh. just of creepy people not like creepy but not paranormal but creepy people stuff so that one's really fun Well
4: creepy people stories are more believable yeah. than paranormal yeah, to me disturbing. <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of creepy people yeah. out in the world totally <laughs>
2: Liz, you mentioned uh liking Arl Stein. Have you listened to Welcome to Deadcast? No. It's I have not. It's similar to the sibling one you were describing. It's these two twin brothers. Oh. I think they grew up kind of in a religious family. And so goosebumps and that kind of thing were kind of like a little bit forbidden. Okay. And they grew up just obsessed with them and like read them cover to cover like a billion times. And so it's them rereading it. Like one book an episode, and then recapping it and talking about how it compares to the TV show. Oh, that's excellent. it's so funny to like go back and remember all these goosebumps stories that I read when I was growing up, and like hear their commentary on it. Oh, that's
1: like so fun! Brutal. I just looked them up. Their picture on here is hilarious. Yeah, they're super it's, funny. That reminds me of um, Teen Creeps too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, that one's awesome. really that one's good too. Uh,
0: speaking of um, awesome or stories from our childhood there. Did you guys see that Guillermo de Toro is producing mm-hmm. a scary stories,
3: mm-hmm. the dark
0: movie?
3: Yeah. I'm so excited <laughs> about that. Oh, I
1: can't wait. I can't <laughs> I'm trying to see wait. what the
0: visuals are going to be like for that.
3: Oh my god,
1: it'll be yeah, amazing. The, They'll be beautiful. I mean, the illustrations for those original stories are
0: iconic, so that's that's a lot to live up to.
1: Oh, they are. That is one thing that I did. I have those right on my desk because that was another thing that I just I just Absolutely loved growing up, and I showed those to my girls this Halloween. Yeah, and they literally like took the book and put it in the mudroom.
3: They were
1: like, "This got to go. This cannot be in the house." Like, nope, nope, nope. (laughs) So, might be a little too soon for that. Yeah, maybe a little.
3: (laughs) I know
0: well cool do you guys have anything else that we should uh throw at liz here while we have her
4: i have been following a new twitter account that you guys might find fun it's called seriously strange uh actually it's at serious strange is the the thing but it's um they do like weird spooky mysterious facts actual historical facts that that are just weird and kooky Example of a recent one was it says author Mary Shelley carried her dead husband's heart around with her for years what? until her death in
3: eighteen fifty one. Girl.
4: Yeah.
1: Which is apparently so true. Creepy. <laughs> I'm just looking on here. That's yeah, it's real, a that's apparent- creepy stuff. Awesome.
4: A year after her death, his heart was oh, found no. in her desk oh, wrapped wow. in one of his poems. <laughs> she had literally been like carrying it around yeah, and wrapping know. it in things. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, it's <yes>. seriously
4: strange
0: <laughs> yeah um i don't even know
1: what to say oh, about man. that
0: it's just it's a bit much
3: <sighs> it is
0: imagine if one of your friends came to you and be like hey i've been carrying this heart around for a while and um it's getting a little weird <laughs> did, I, did i just <laughs> did i just take the whole <laughs> podcast I, too far <laughs> I, think, I think you brought us down in a nosedive here Lissa. <laughs> Um there's also
4: a cool one called Fake Theme Park. Okay. And it's a yeah, it's a bunch of like really weird tweets about strange things happening in in fake theme parks, but if you read them like a bunch of them at one time, it yeah, it starts to paint this picture of like a really disturbing theme park where crazy things are happening oh, around fine. every corner. And, okay,
0: so is it like does it talk about like bizarre themes for a theme park? Like this one is based on corn dogs. You're going the a corn dog ride or like random happenstances that would happen in a regular theme park.
4: No, it's like, uh, let me see. So it, it's it's as if like a theme park is is tweeting, but it's really like strange, weird things. So it's kind of it's like a theme park in the Twilight Zone. All right,
0: I'm into that. Let me see. So no, I'm trying to find
4: theme it. parks, is what
0: you're saying. No. Oh, like <laughs> what if there's, like a river <laughs> of mustard to go down, like the.
4: They recently tweeted, um, "It's a great day for theme park bingo." And then they've got this bingo card. It says, "Cover every square and receive a free nervous breakdown." <laughs> and there's all this like weird, like ride breaks while you're on it. Scary thing, not scary. Sat outside splash zone, still got wet. Step in gum. There's all kinds of like weird things on this board. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: It's just a really strange. Yeah. Yes, that's what it sounds like. Fun.
4: Nice. It's really strange. Yeah. <laughs> here's one for you due to budget cuts the mega robot super battle action stunt spectacular will instead open as <laughs> millie the pig that can spell i like it really cute so that's what i
0: got for you i've been so i've been holding on to a couple of weird twitter accounts <laughs> to share with you guys
3: oh, um,
0: all righty well i think it's about time we wrap this up ladies
3: okay no <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Sarge is a member of the mega nerd media family visit meganerdmedia.com for geek related columns, reviews, interviews and videos uh, if you've been enjoying our happy little horror show please remember to leave us a rating on iTunes, Stitcher or wherever you listen With this helps us grow our audience and we can keep doing cool things if we grow our audience we also love being guests on other podcasts we're actually going to be a guest on a podcast next week, right? Mm-hmm. what is that called, Sarah?
2: horror radio that sounds fun yeah
0: cool <laughs>
2: radio of horror there we go <laughs>
0: radio horror shows yeah so if you have a cast you'd like us to sit in on we promise we'll remember the name or a suggestion <laughs> for us we are all ears uh you can reach us via email at sos at meganerdmedia.com on twitter and tumblr at sirens and you can find past episodes show notes recommendations links and more at sirens liz where can we find all of your things all
1: of them. Ghosts and the Burbs Also Ghosts and the Burbs pretty much anywhere you find or listen to podcasts. And Ghostsandtheburbs.com has all cool. the links. Too. And there's
0: also a uh, Facebook group for those of us who are listeners.
1: Mm-hmm. Ghosts
0: and the Bourbonites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so yes. that's other people that love spooky things and want to talk about it. That's a, a really great group to join there. Yeah, that's a fun yeah. group. And Melissa, where can people find you?
4: You can find me at Lissa Punch on Twitter and Instagram, and you can also find me on the Talking
0: Comics podcast. And Sierra, how about you?
2: I'm at Sierra Hulk on Twitter and Instagram,
0: and SierraHawk.com. And I or, am Jackie the Robot on Twitter and Instagram. And Liz, when you uh, write more stories, we want to have you back on and talk about those stories.
1: <laughs> please, Very excellent. Thank please you. Please send us so
0: all much. the rough drafts you have, and we'll go from there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks right. for joining Excellent.
1: us Careful what <laughs> you wish for Thank you so much guys Thank you. This was so much
3: fun I could sleep I could sleep When I lived alone Is there a ghost in my house I could sleep I could sleep I could sleep. I could sleep. When I lived alone, is there a ghost in my house? When I lived alone, is there a ghost in my house? My house.